I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, and I'm so happy to be joined today um, by Damian Parson. Man, he's a writer over at Stripe Hype and Fansided, editor of the Couch Rider Report, and co-host of On the Clock with Damian and Jeremy. Um, man, he is a phenomenal, I'm just a film junkie, a draft head. Like he, he's really down uh, <laughs> with all the stuff and he understands um, a lot. And we are going to really just kind of sit back and listen to the awesomeness, um, that he'll, he'll give us, man, about the NFL draft. There's a big upcoming NFL draft. Everybody knows about it. It's no big secret, right? So you know about it. We want to dive in and get some, um, some information, some inside information from somebody who's sitting in front of the television, checking out the film for us. Um, hey, Damien, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you, uh, you know, just asking me to join the show. I'm glad to be here. And of course, you know, NFL draft is my time of the year. Some people like basketball, some people like baseball, but give me two to three months of just hardcore studying film, writing up draft reports. And just studying guys, I'm all for it, and I'm glad to be here, man. Man, Damien, yo, please tell the people who you are. Yo, you went viral recently, and, and, <laughs> and they got to know who you are and what happened. So can you uh, can you break it down for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in December, uh, if you unless you live under a rock and you weren't able to see what was going on on social media, back in December, um, and if you, of course, if you can, you could actually go. Onto my Twitter page at DP underscore NFL to actually see the link. It is pinned to the top of my page. Uh, December 13th of last year, uh, I tweeted out a video. It was, uh, Stephen A. Smith. It was Teddy Bruschi and Max Kellerman on first take. <laughs> they were talking about the Chargers and Chiefs game. And, um, it, it was funny. I think it was, I don't think it was, I can't remember if it was a Monday night or a Thursday night. I think it was Thursday night game. And uh, I'm just in the bathroom getting ready for work and uh, I'm you know, brushing my teeth and everything. I normally don't watch those shows because uh, I really don't even have time. I'm usually at work. So I, I'm, you know, just getting ready for work. And I hear Stephen A. Smith mention Hunter Henry. And I'm like, wait a second. Hunter Henry is out with ACL. <laughs> he tore his ACL in training camp. I know that they say he may come back later in the season, but this is not the game. He hasn't played all season. So I was like, wait a second here. So I went, I have a DVR, I rewinded it, and lo and behold, he actually said that nonsense. And I was like, wow. So I, you know, and it wasn't just, I was like, I know somebody else heard this. So I watched Teddy Bruschi's face, and his face frowns up, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, so he caught it. And Max Kellerman's face is like, wait, what are you talking about, man? So I went ahead, and I just kind of recorded it, and then I shared it to Twitter, just like, for, you know, for kicks and giggles, and 15,000 and 49.8,000 uh, li uh, likes and retweets and 2,400 um, <laughs> comments and 6.9 million views later, I went viral. Yeah, and, uh, That was definitely not the plan, but I appreciate everybody that assisted me in that matter. <laughs> yeah, you 100% you went viral. <laughs> And to, the crazy part about it is, before I ever got a chance to in, interact or engage with you, I saw that tweet. 
And and it was it, I don't know why it's in my nature, but I was like, man, I gotta try to defend Stephen A. Not defend him in the sense of where I can make this right for him. I can't because that was wrong. But but I was like, man, you know, he makes mistakes. I was kind of on that side of the whole yeah. ordeal. I did not know that was you, bro. Congratulations. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, listen, uh, I, and I, I I took it like when he made the comment. He uh he re- he tweeted towards me. And uh, he sent a tweet to me and said, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a mistake, my brother, blah, blah, blah. And I just took the high road, man. Hey, everybody makes mistakes. He works hard. Shout out to him. Respect to him for his grind and everything that he had to do to get into his position. But Stephen A., just remember, man, I am a passionate football guy. Don't make mistakes like that, bro. I will always, always, always catch it, man. I promise you. Yeah, it's, but everybody makes mistakes. So. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Look, real, real talk. We absolutely love Stephen A. Everybody does. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, no, I'm lying. Guy. Most people he's, do. He's, yeah, most people do. So a lot of people don't, especially once they come out about how much he's getting paid. All that I can tell you is, get your money, my man. You know what I'm saying? Do what you gotta do. Uh, I'm looking to be in your shoes and take your job one day. So hey, enjoy it while it lasts. I'm sure he'll easily give up that that football talk, and he loves basketball, and he will gladly say, "Hey, man, you want this? Go for it." Most definitely, I'll take it. Just <laughs> throw me a cut me a little check, and I'm there. You know what I mean? I'm there, man. 100%. Like I say, yeah, it's definitely it's it's fun to be on and talking to you, brother. Yo, man, good job, <laughs> good job on that. Um, hey, man, so um, I want to hop into the draft. I want to really get an understanding of, of what's going on, like per position, not every position. I just have three, yeah. um, that I kind of have questions about, um, for okay. the most part. So, um, I want to know, we've heard a lot about, you know, certain positions in this draft, but I actually haven't heard much about the running back position, um, Ooh, this year. That's my position, man. Yeah. I, I gotta know, who do you think are the top available running backs in this class? Um, and is there anybody in anybody who reminds you of the big time running backs we've seen over the past? few drafts when i look at josh jacobs and i know that's a name that a lot of people hear and a lot of people are tired of hearing but when i look at josh jacobs you see that alvin kamara type of back um you know he's 5'9 209 210 but he's he's kind of a chiseled young young man he runs with power he runs inside and outside uh granted he ran a 4'6 at his pro day but he plays faster than that. And not even just that, but when you look at what he's able to do now in, in this day and age, the NFL is just like fantasy football. It's PPR. I need I need this guy to get touches. I need a running back to be able to do all things so he doesn't have to come off the field. Josh Jacobs is that type of back. You can line him up out wide. You can line him at, in the slot. You can throw the bubble screen to him. He can run routes out of the backfield and from the slot position. This is a guy that I believe has that Alvin Kamara-esque feel that he can make those type plays. Now, Christian, he's not Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, I think, is a little smoother of a route runner, but he's a much better runner between the tackles than Christian McCaffrey. Um, so that's what, you know, that's, when I look at Josh Jacobs, he's one of my favorite backs to watch in this class. He doesn't have – I want people to understand, you can't get mixed in and, and, and go head over heels over the production or the lack thereof. When it came down to, if you go back to Alabama and look at what he was doing at the end of the year, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. At the end of the year, Nick Saban and that offensive staff was willing to give him the bulk of the carries, give him more of the touches, and let him kind of, you know, begin games, close games. All of the, and at the same time, he's, he, and we know it. Alvin Kamara, if you look at the picture when he was at Alabama, he was like the last on the list. 
If he didn't transfer, we would maybe, we may have never known who Alvin Kamara is. That's why he transferred transferred to Tennessee. Granted, he sat behind and worked as a dual back behind Jalen Hurd, who's one of my sleeper receivers. Who I'll get to uh, get to later. But yeah, like you know, don't don't get hyped over the production because there's some guys that produce really well in college that bust in the NFL. So it's all about the traits, what they what they project to be and, and what what traits do they have more so than just simply numbers and production. Um, another running back that I, I, I like a lot is uh, Miles Sanders. Now he's and most people you know you know Saquon Barkley, Saquad as some people call him, uh, coming out of Penn State last year was probably one of the more talented running backs we've ever seen, right? Well, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is not Saquon Barkley, but he is a very good back, man. And just like Josh Jacobs, he can catch the ball in the backfield. Now, you may not throw him out wide and tell him to run a variety of routes, but at the same time, he can be a mismatch against linebackers and possibly some safeties. He can run inside and out. He's a smooth running back. Every time I look at him and I think about his game, he's a smooth cat, man. When I was actually in the building, on Friday when the running backs were going through their drills, and he just looked so fluid. He was fluid with his movements, fluid with his cuts, and, and everything. Everything was, pre- was very precise when I saw him, and I like that. I love that aspect from him. So, you know, when I look at him, I, you know, so it's hard to put a, a comp to him. But I, I kind of I kind of, uh, just kind of, when I looked at him, I was like, man, like this kid can truly be a three-down back in the NFL. He truly can be a three-down back in the NFL. Um, uh, another back is David Montgomery from Iowa State. Maybe one of my favorite. He is one of my favorites. 5'11", 216, almost 220. But when you look at a guy that ha- that can cut inside the phone booth, he can make those subtle movements where he's not touched. Going with, going inside between the tackles, you know, approaching the second level of the defense with the linebackers, just a quick you know, a quick step to the side. He will sidestep a guy similar to a boxer. That's why every time I look at him, I look, I think about a boxer. You know, you see Floyd, Med- Floyd Mayweather with his shoulder roll, with it, with his footwork. That's what kind of what David Montgomery, he's a hitter. He can pound the rock and he can wear a defense down, but I love his ability to evade defenders and, and stay away from the punishment. He's really good at that. And then of course he has um, some solid hands as well. So those are those are like my three of my top backs in this in this draft. But I throw a, sli- a sleeper. Only reason why I say he's a sleeper because his injury history. Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma, six one two twenty. A lot of people forgot about this kid, bro. A lot of people forget about this kid. He can do. When I tell you, can do everything. You know, yeah, he can do everything. Run routes out of the backfield. You can line them up in the slot. You can hand him the ball twenty times, but in, um, from the backfield and just power him up the middle. He has that. He has a, the the build, the weight, and the strength. But he also has the type of speed. I'm not saying he's. A, he, I don't think he runs a four or three or anything. But he has the speed to put distance between him and the guy that's trying to catch him. So that's a guy that I think if he can stay healthy, he could be a star in this league. So um, I want to ask about um, just like three other guys, right? Um, you talked about Jacobs. I want to talk about his counterpart, Damian Harris. How do you feel about um, his prospects this year? Um, I, I think he'll be a day two pick. I'm thinking anywhere from second to third, maybe fourth round. But don't get it twisted. 
Damian Harris is a is he is a hoss, man. You know, big burly guy. Seeing him in, in in person at the combine, he is he's strapping, bro. Like he, you can tell he he puts he he believes in the weight room. He's a strong kid, and they rode him a good bit. I like, grant this year their philosophy changed with Tua Tonga Vailoa starting their quarterback and not Jalen Hurts. Yep. That was this this offense. We all saw it was not the old ground and pound type of offense. This is, I have five-star receivers everywhere, a four-star tight end, and a bunch of backs. We're about to spread you out, and we're going to just kill you by a thousand cuts. Then we're going to go over the top with it. They did, Alabama's offense could do everything, but Damian Harris is a guy that's going to be kind of forgotten because of the love for Josh Jacob, but don't forget about him. He is a true downhill runner. You may be able to put him in a uh, in kind of the Gary Kubiak, Shanahan kind of zone run schemes because he does, his jump cut is, is ridiculous. I love his jump cut. And, and, and he can stop on the dime and go upfield, but he is a guy that's going to be that north and south. He, he can be used as a pass catcher in the screen game, similar to Mark Ingram, even though, yeah, they're both Alabama, back, Alabama backs, but their skill sets are very, very similar can catch the ball in, in the screen game, be productive there. They understand how to follow their blocks and they're patient, patient, power, powerful runners. So Damian Harris is a guy that I definitely, uh, I, I have my eye on. I've had my eye on all year. All right. Um, I want to ask about Bryce Love. At some point he was the darling for everyone. And uh-huh. now he's rarely talked about and he's gone missing due to injury. What's up with him and what, what do you see him going? Uh, Bryce Love, I, I, I feel as if someone is going to get one of the most explosive players in this class on day two. You know, I don't think he falls that far. Um, just depends on when the running backs actually start to move. Not just, you know, I think people have Josh Jacobs possibly going first round, but I'm saying when the rest of the backs start moving, I think he'll be in that first crop of guys because, yeah, he has the injury, the ACL tear. But he literally, you turn on the tape, and he, he said, it. I may not be able to work at, at the combine. I may not be able to do all the drills or do any of the pre-draft stuff. But if you pop on my film, you know what I'm capable of. And this is a guy that is a home run hitter from anywhere. And I want to see him get into the NFL, into an offensive system that can that will literally put him any and everywhere on the field. I want to see him split out wide and throw a tunnel screen to him. I want them to use him in a jet sweep. His speed deserves to be on the field. His ability to outrun guys, he can make some guys miss, and he also tries to does his best to run with power. He doesn't have the best build or frame for it to hold up running a power scheme like that. He runs a power scheme at Stanford, but at the same time, those big, those big sexies up front, those big guys up front, made it a little bit easier running downhill. But his, his talent, his skill set has to be on the field and needs to be featured in the NFL once he's healthy. So, I mean, I I would love to see him doing that too. He's a, he's a definite home run hitter. Um, I'm I'm seeing that if he was able to run the 40, he'd be like a 4-2 guy. I think so. I so think so. If he's that type of guy with that type of speed, then I would love to see him even in a place like – um, New Orleans, where they're really adapted yeah. to using players like him in those type of situations, or even, um, or even as a you know compliment in in um, New England, where yeah. they can use somebody like him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a Patriot fan anyway, so looking at what we have in Sony Michelle, 
Um, Sony Michelle was one of my top backs in the draft last year. It was Saquon, it was Saquon, Darius Geist, and Sony Michelle, and Nick Chubb fighting for that that uh, you know that third fourth spot. But with Sony Michelle, we have James White. James White will be there another two years, I believe. Drake's Burkhead to me is disposable. And when if you insert someone like Bryce Love, you got you know you have to look at it. Sony Michelle is going to drain and tire out of defense, getting those twenty two to twenty three carries a game. And then when, when when that happens, you bring that change of pace guy, and these guys are tired from hitting that 225-pound back that Sonny Michelle is, and Bryce Love gets on the field, and they throw a bubble screen to him out of the backfield, they throw a flare screen to him, or they give him a draw, that speed, that 4-2, 4-3 speed that we believe he has will be uh, like completely utilized at best. I would also like to see him possibly in L.A. with the um, – uh, with the Rams backing up Todd Gurley, that true mm. change of pace guy. Yeah. Todd Gurley can he has we all know Todd Gurley can go the distance himself, but still yet he is a guy that wears down defenses. So I'm saying you throw you put him out there, you, I, I, you give me a dual back set in the shotgun, I can motion Todd Gurley out in the slot, get him matched up on a linebacker and run the inside zone to Bryce Love. There's so many different things that you could do with Bryce Love pairing him up with a bigger back, similar to what they do with Alvin Kamara when he was with, with Mark Ingram. You can line him up anywhere, and he becomes your weapon X, pretty much. Yeah, and I would love to see him in, in any type of offense that can use him like that. That's He's he's good for that. I want to go on the other side really quick with this last guy. He's... He doesn't feel like Weapon X, but he does feel like the big back to complement the Weapon X. Um, maybe you tell me. Um, Daryl Henderson of Memphis. How do you feel? What do you feel about that guy? I listen. You know, you don't average well over five yards a pop for nothing. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's averaging close to eight to nine yards a run a carry in college. Uh, you know, Henderson. I believe he ran a four. I believe if I'm not mistaken. I think he ran a four three seven when he was at the combine, or four four seven somewhere in there. He has speed. You know, he is a dynamic guy. If this, like, as we talked about earlier with Damian Harris, I would I would love to see him in kind of that Kyle Shanahan type of offense that that stretch run offense. You look at someone like Matt Breida. You know, explosive. He has the frame to carry the load if need be. That's kind of how I see Darren Henderson. That 5'9", 200 pounds, he is a true stocky 200 pounds, 5'9", uh, height. He can go from anywhere on the field. I want to see him use more in the NFL in the passing game because I think he could be a, a very dangerous weapon out of the backfield. And I would like to see if he could also early on, you know, for, you know, I don't think, He'll be somebody that's drafted as the number one bell cow. So if you bring him in, I would like to see him get some touches on special teams, maybe punt and kick return. He is a type of athlete and type of player in space that you want to get the football to. So he is a guy to definitely, I'm definitely just intrigued to see where he goes. Um, cause when I, regardless, I know a lot of, and, and I know a lot of the guys that we're, you know, that we're cool. All our fantasy football buddies do not want to hear this. Yes, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have Carlos Hyde and they have Damian Williams. I'm not going to lie to you. There's no way if I'm Kansas City, I'm keeping those two as my only two backs. I'm drafting a talented back out right. of the draft right. for the future. I, I, I get it. Damian Harris looked really good. He, well, I, I would like to throw this out. I, try to, I always like to explain this to people. Anybody that followed the NBA playoffs last year, remember Donovan Mitchell 
balling, which he balled out all year long, and Jason Tatum, both of them rookies balling out in the playoffs, right? Jason Tatum looked like a star in the making. Came back into this year, he fell back down to earth. Yep. Terry Rozier fell down back to earth. Yep. And it wasn't just a rotation. What it is is that when people don't have expectations of you, you exceed everything, right? Nobody knows what to expect from you. They don't know your game yet. So when people learn your game, then how do you adjust? I think Damian Williams will have to adjust. While I like his ability, I think he's going to have to adjust because he's not the downhill, powerful runner that Kareem Hunt was that, that truly gave that offense balance. He was a guy that was feeding off of the fact that teams didn't want to leave Tyreek Hill unattended or Travis Kelsey unattended or Patrick Mahomes' arm unattended. So as teams adjust to Patrick Mahomes, they're going to adjust to you. So what are you going to do when teams really want you to be the vocal point? I don't know if he's that guy. Kareem Hunt was that guy. Kareem Hunt was that guy. He got into trouble, right? Now he's in Cleveland. I don't believe Damian Williams is that guy. So I would say, Daryl Henderson, I'm not going to lie to you. I would love to see him in Kansas City. I would love it. 